You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. Listen, I'm just saying, f those guys, okay? It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, August 14th, 2017. You're listening to episode 272. That's it, right? 272? That is the number. That's we are talking like this. Why because are we doing we that? like it. It just kind of happened. Because it's the Gen Con pre-show special. It is. Oh, yeah. You're right. It is. Hey, I'm Rob. That's Jason. Hey. That's Jason. It's Gen Con. Hey. Oh. 2017. I'm not year a... Year 50. Yeah, I'm not a good singer, but... No, me either. But no. that's okay. Yeah. Because we don't have to be. Right. Do what you love, even if you're bad at it. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Don't let people tell you, you know. Right. They say, uh, I read this thing that said, dance like no one is watching and send emails like someday it'll be read in a deposition. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's Because it might. I, I uh, Frankly, every time I send an email at work, that's in the back of my head somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Is this going to come back to bite me at any time ever? Yeah. Is it a bad idea to send this email? Yeah. What makes What's bad, though, is uh, is Skype. Because yeah. I always feel a little looser on Skype. I do too, <laughs> like, but I know it's ne- it never goes it's away. completely... You know where it goes? To your email history. Oh, does it really? It totally oh, does. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, I yeah. need to be careful on Skype. So, I mean, not that I've ever said anything that bad in there, no, but, I, but... I certainly have used words and phrases that I probably would not have used uh, in an email. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Skype. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, yeah, hi. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Yeah, man, this room's finally coming together, dude. It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few more things to hang up. Well, I mean, a dozen more things to hang up or so, yeah. but uh, I'm looking for one more piece of art at Gen Con. So if uh-huh. you're an artist listening to this, uh, tell me why I should buy your art, yeah. especially if it's like 11 by 13. <laughs> That's really what I'm shooting for. <laughs> Very specific I have to have. So I'm thinking that the Stranger Things is going to go right there yeah, from okay. Corinne. Yeah. So I need something the same size oh, frame oh. to offset it here. Yeah, sure. So okay. my wife told me, and I believe her because she knows about that kind of sure. stuff. yeah. Okay, because I have horrible taste in decorating, so you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, we are also in the market for some art uh, at uh, Gen Con. Yeah, this your year. wife. I was talking to her. She said uh, that you guys would. She said that you'd be shopping for art at Gen Con. Yeah, she. So. The last two years, she bought a, a like one piece each year, um, and uh, um, yeah, I, I hope to have a little bit more input on the, what we choose this year. Right. N- not that the choices that she made in the past were bad or anything like that, of course. It just n- wouldn't necessarily have been my first choices. Well, in artwork, is a very personal thing, it right? Is. Even true. between, like, I mean, so the two new pieces that I got um, yeah. that are around Corinne's thing uh, were by Alan Pankel, who's yeah. an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. He'll be at Gen Con. You should, everyone, check okay. out his booth. I don't know okay. what the number is. He'll, he'll be there. Um, and he has a glorious beard. I just want to tell you that. Okay. I just think it's, it's, it's glorious, glorious, right? Um, Would you say it's filled with glory? I would, I would, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I got those two pieces of his art framed. They're Better not than originals. Being filled with food crumbs, right? Right, exactly. But it's, um, it is. Uh, I think, I think he works all digital. So, okay. I get an interesting thought about that. Yeah. For digital artists, yeah, there is no original. No. Right. Yeah. I'm like, give right. me your computer. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Send me the PDF. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no. Uh-uh. So, anyways, uh. But he'll be there, so you should check out his art. He had a ton of stuff. It's all very spacey. It's I, I just okay. loved it. But that was the first thing that I found where I was able to show mm-hmm. it to Steph, and she was like, yes. Mm. 
get that. Mm-hmm. Get those two done. Cool. cool. So yeah. Yeah, we went to the the um, uh, art institute downtown uh, a few weeks ago, uh-huh. and they were having an affordable art sale. Uh, all original pieces of art, right? Right. Uh, stuff that had been donated to the institute that they just needed, just didn't have room for, and had been sitting in storage for too long. Just need to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when they said affordable, they meant it. There were things like original paintings in there for like twenty five and thirty bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, none of it really clicked for us. Again, art being so personal, right? Right. But, but still, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that clicked for someone. And at twenty five, right. thirty bucks, dang. Yeah. And I mean, there were a few things, a couple of things that I kind of liked, and a couple of things that she kind of liked, but but we didn't have overlap on any of those, and so right, none right, of it right. was was really the right thing for our living room or for you know the specific spaces we're looking for when you also struggle probably with the same thing i think a lot of us do which is i love that i have nowhere to put it like yeah it you know right i would own yeah. so much art if i had just a house that was enormous that i could just stock rooms and rooms with different right. themes of art right and I, in in the, the my our last house i i just i kind of embraced that in my my office and it's just that I if I like it I'm going to put it up on the wall right but after I got so far with that it just got cluttered and then I would try and fit things in they wouldn't right. fit and it just so you really if you want it to not look like a mess you kind of have to plan it out right now that's or said, be really lucky if there's one place you're going to do it with your own personal workspace yeah. is the best place to have it just be kind of cluttered because yeah. it's what you want it to be right, right. so right, right, right. it's not to please anyone but you yeah so but I'm I'm trying to I, so I haven't hung up anything in my office yet in the new house right. at all it's hard it is yeah you know? and i've got a ton of old art that i that i still like but i just kind of don't want to put it up again right because it's been in you know either in my bedroom when i was a kid or is in every apartment i've ever had in the last house for like i've even got a, a um i've got a dave dorman print uh, a star wars of a star wars print mm-hmm. um it's a you know signed and numbered I don't know if you know Dave Dorman or not, but I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah uh, that I bought at uh, the Smithsonian uh, probably twenty years ago, close to it when they were doing a big Star Wars exhibit at the Smithsonian, and it's a really cool print. But I kind of just I'm not into Star Wars the way I used to be. Right. So it, even though it's beautiful and it's beautifully framed, and it's I just kind of don't want to hang it up again. You know what's funny to me? Speaking of that, not being into Star Wars as much as I used to be, I'm actually into Star Wars way more than I used to be because. Yeah. Of- the new stuff coming out and having having a yeah. son that's so into it mm-hmm. and a daughter that that is is getting into it. She's a yeah. little young, but sure. she gets it. She's you know she wants to be Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Well, Darth Mater as she calls him. Darth Mater. She's a little confused. In Cars, there's Mater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in in Star Wars, there's Darth Vader. She calls him Darth Mater. My favorite is that Josiah will call him Darth Vader, but when he's talking to her, he refers to him as Darth, Darth Mater because okay. he respects her. You know, sure. Like that. yeah, that's <laughs> nice of him to do that. He's not mocking. <laughs> He's just trying to help her understand, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and if you do find Alan, this yeah. is very important. If you find Alan at Gen Con, Alan Pankel, uh, tell him Benjamin sent you. Okay. Um, he will be excited. He might even give you a discount Hey, if you tell him Benjamin sent okay. you. So, yeah. What if I tell him that somebody else told me to tell him Benjamin sent him? Sent He'll me. probably still think that's hilarious. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah. All right. We'll see so, how it goes. It's all good. All right. Well, hey, hey, it's our big Gen Con pre-show. Yeah, now let's actually talk about right, what Gen we're Con, excited about. Gen Con's this week. So let's talk about us first, because that's more important. Well, yeah. So a couple things about Gen Con this year. One, uh, I think we've mentioned before, we've decided not to do a live show. No live show. Um, it took up, you know, it was a couple hours. It was always inevitably in a terrible room. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard to find a time that worked for us and that could get enough builders there. Yep. Um, because everyone's schedules is so packed. And yep. we thought, you know, everyone, we get a, a massive turnout for the IDC, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. 
And uh, so we thought, well, let's just have everybody to the IDC and do that. Yeah. Um, and at some point, we will record something. Yeah, I think um, we might even try and record after the IDC. Yeah, so anybody so, who wants to, to go to that can hang out after and, yep. and be a part of that. And you'll be a part of the show. Yeah. So, and it'll probably be a lot more informal than our normal live episodes. I think so. Uh, and I'll, you know, anyone uh, who's done those before with us, Len, Gray, Nate, mm-hmm. Kelly, any of those people will tell you those yeah. are the fun episodes because... Yeah. You're just another person on the show hanging out. Yeah. So, um, and yep. we just hang out and talk about games. Yep. Uh, and then do, you know, do some crazy stuff. So it's yep. great. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the main event, the Iron Design Challenge. Yeah. The Iron Design Challenge. This is taking place on Friday, August 18th. Now, they bumped us. We were previously at seven o'clock. We're now at eight o'clock, which works out good for some people. I think I it had works. some people that were missing. Yeah. And, uh, right. So, so this, this is better in the end. So we're going to be, uh, in the Crown Plaza. Okay, the Crown, Crown Plaza, Plaza Hotel. The room is Pennsylvania Station B. Yeah. Pennsylvania Station B. The uh, the event ID in the, the event calendar is ZED17117073. So ZED17117017. Okay. And a big favor to ask. Mm-hmm. RSVP for that, guys. It's really nice if you buy a ticket. Yep, tickets are free, but when you go out there and say yeah. you're going to get one, you don't actually have to buy anything. Yeah. You just yeah. 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 So, well, Jenka <laughs> probably calls it purchasing. It's just zero dollars, right? Uh, but really, it really helps us when you do that ahead of time. We know what to expect. Yes, uh, especially as we announced previously. You're the head judge if you're there. Right. You, as the audience, will work together to be the head judge. Right. So you got to be there for that. Right. Um, if you're at Gen Con, you, you want to be here. Um, it is a who's who of designers. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. We get some amazing designers that show we up. Sure do. We get some schlubs, Matt Riddle. But I mean, other than that, we get some amazing people. Yeah. So yeah. You know. I mean, nobody's coming to mind. I can't really think of any right now. Well, well uh, Ben Punchback was usually there. He, well, he's amazing. He's so dreamy. He's so dreamy. He is dreamy. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Design schmazine. He's just so dreamy. <laughs> We should though. We we also had a contest, Jason. We did. We had a contest, and we need to announce the winner of that contest. So we're going to announce the here. So here's here's the rub, guys. Yeah, we're going to announce the winner, mm-hmm. but we can't tell you how they won because we can't spoil. Oh, you're the right. Competition. You're right. Uh, which occurred to me, but that's okay. So we're going to say your name. Okay. Listen, when we tell you your name, sir or ma'am. Um, it's important that you remember mm-hmm. that this is a secret that you hold in covenant right. with Rob and I. Right. That no one else will know. Right. Because the, the competitors this year cannot know. Right. It's very important they do not know. Right. To be fair, there's no planning for this. <laughs> so I feel pretty good about this. Uh-huh. Um, there is no planning. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that this idea, this suggestion was brilliant. Yes. It was something that would never have occurred to me in the... In no. a bazillion years, and it is, it is glorious. It's more IDC than IDC. Yes, right? I mean, like it's it is as glorious as Andrew's beard. Well, as Alan's beard. Alan's but. beard. Sorry, I forgot his name. Sorry. Andy Lennox uh-huh. has a pretty nice beard too. I haven't, so. I haven't seen Andy in a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I've seen pictures. So good. But um, but yes, uh, Alan wins the glorious beard contest there. But any, anyways, <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, so, so gentlemen, the gentleman, the winner, um, Ray Miller, Ray Miller, Ray Miller, you're out there. I hope you're listening, Ray in in Ray. I want to tell you what you did here. And this is, this is how I know that it's the best idea ever, Ray. And this is why, because Rob and I immediately said, 
This is it. This is it. Rob and I never agree. When there's a contest, we usually negotiate back and forth right. to figure out who the winner is. Yep. Uh, or debate for a while until we finally agree, yes, this is the winner. Yep. Uh, Nate Darty. But, I mean, when, you know, this... Always the, always the compromise. Right? <laughs> this, though, was like, <laughs> no, 100%. I'm losing my voice. Yeah, right. It's 100%. So oh, my gosh. Whoa. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You know? So, so uh, once we get past the IDC, uh, I think we'll talk about several of the entries, kind of our kind of our top favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and, uh, and we'll explain to everybody what Ray's genius idea is. Right. Um, um and if you're there, oh my gosh, you're oh, going to understand. You wow. are. Your mind will be blown. Right. Uh, I will give Ray a little. It, it just it takes a little more preparing than I would be like to do, Ray. Sure, right. But it's worth it. But it's worth it. So yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, he stretched it. Ray can't be at Gen Con. Yes, which makes me very sad. But Ray does win. Right, he wins. Um, so Ray, um, if you could um send a direct message to the podcast or an email, sorry, an sure. email, either yeah. one, uh, with your address, mm-hmm. uh, we will make sure to get you your prizes. Yep. Uh, which is a couple things. Uh, one is a copy of Outlawed for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I'll be sending that to you via Green Couch Games. Yep. Um, for the for last year's winner. Yeah, for last year's winner, Ryan um, Cowler. Ryan Cowler. Um, we'll, you'll be getting a game from uh, Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. um, and also a game from Jason Tagmeyer. So that is a game from every winner that we've had. Um, That's right. So, yeah, and, uh, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, this, this is the best thing we've ever given away, be clear I think on so. that. Yeah, so, this is a prize package, yeah, Jason. A prize Ray, package. This is, this is a pi- prize package just for you. If you take away bragging rights, this is more than the winner is going to get. It's true. This is more than all the winners combined have gotten. <laughs> it's, yes, right. They get glory, uh, but you get prizes. And sometimes a karate medal. But, I mean, that is... <laughs> I think we're out of karate medals. I think I still have one. Do you really? Oh, I think so. I need to double check. I might even have two left. So. They, well, they also get their picture taken with the Iron Bruno. Right. Which, I mean, you know, that in itself is a that's prize. That's pretty amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah, So, anyways, uh, the IDC will be absolutely bonkers this year. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend that you take part in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and we, we just we love you to be a part of it um, because because it's it is the stupidest best idea we've ever had in our lives. Yes, um, and it's, it's just the best stupid fun. Yeah, and I'm so thankful every year for the people that are willing to play a part of it. Yes, this year again, our judges are uh, uh, Linear Wexford, yep. uh, good friend of the show. We have last year's second winner, first loser. Isaac Shalev. Yes. Okay. Our contestants this year, we have Nicole Klein and we have Matt Loomis. Matt Loomis, yes. Right. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be epic. Yep. We'll see. It's going to be epic. I've been talking back and forth with the contestants a little bit. Oh, have you? Good. Trying to hype them up. Yeah. And they are ready to go. Good. Good, um, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to stay aloof. Right. Out of touch. Well, somebody has to be the relatable one. So yeah, it's true. Somehow that ends up being me. Well, I don't play. <laughs> By default, I guess. You're good at schmoozing. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's that's the really the most exciting thing that's going to happen at Gen Con this year. Yep. I mean, period. Full stop. Right. Yeah. But we can't do IDC the whole time. We can't. I mean, we tried, but, you know, yeah. we couldn't get the room for that long. Four days straight. <laughs> same room. Couldn't do it. You, who needs a hotel room if you could book the same room for four days straight? Just saying. Yeah. Set up a... <laughs> tent in there <laughs> all right so now we're going to talk about the games we're excited about yeah we um, went through the gen con list on bgg yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. are we just going to do what normally you go back and forth that's fine cool you want to go well how many do you have i don't even remember dude uh one two three four five six 
Uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, oh 16, 17, 18. Okay, well, I have nine. So okay. why don't you go first <laughs> right. and give me a couple of them? All right. Uh, so uh, a couple here uh, from, uh, let's see, I've got three from Ape Games. Let me talk about all three. Uh, so uh, all from Ape Games. First is Dark is the Night. Uh, Dark, and the, Dark is the Night is a two-player game of hunt or be hunted. One player takes the role of a hunter and can move in the lighted spaces surrounding the campfire, while the other player is a monster secretly moving through the darkness. With only limited tools at their disposal, each player tries to eliminate the other before daybreak. Seems like a neat two-player thing. Sounds really cool. Yeah, so... Um, I missed that one. Yeah, so I'm going to see if I can check that out. Um, plus one for me on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, next one I have is... Petricor. I think that's how it's pronounced. Another one from Ape Games. Petricor is an all-new, highly interactive game for one to four players, where players control clouds, vote on the weather, and rain on the fields to make their water grow the most plants. While the game is gentle in theme, the interaction is intense, swift, and field-wateringly fun. Um, I, I don't know that that's really something I want to play, but I'm curious to see it. A game where the players are clouds? That's an interesting idea, and I'm I'm curious about how that works. Um, the uh, third one from Ape that I have is the Stygian or Stygian Society. Uh, players drop cubes into a tower based on which skills they select, but also cubes, cubes for the enemies. Both players and the enemies act based on what drops out the bottom. Strong t- strategic team play will be critical to make it to the tower's top floor. So that's that's kind of a, a, a dice tower or a cube tower kind of uh, yeah, idea. And based, something you've always been interested in. Yeah, based on what comes out, uh, you, I guess you take different actions or different things. And um, Yeah, so that seemed like something that, I again, I, I don't know that I want to buy that, but I'm curious to see how it works and what it is. Um, but anyway, your turn. All right. My first one is actually the very first one on the list by 25th century games. Mm-hmm. Robots love ice cream. The card game. I saw that. Uh, I've never, I didn't realize it was a video game, but apparently yeah. it's also a video game. So yeah, it's a uh, game. Yeah. It's yeah. Robot. So I'm going to actually probably be checking the app out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on the app. Uh, it is a semi-cooperative one to four players. Uh, ages 10 plus can play mm-hmm. uh, in 30 minutes or less. Um, again, based on the hit mobile game. Uh, the game features all the characters of the game, uh, but in the game, uh, Spinston and his robot army are invading planets in search of ice cream. Your mission is to take control of an ice cream truck and use the matching sets of weaponized ice cream to ward off enemy robots. Uh, when the robots are destroyed, they drop Sprinkletonium, a supercharged element that can be used to upgrade weapons uh, on your truck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so anyways, uh, that sounds ridiculous. I want to find out about it. It does sound pretty goofy. I like robots. I like ice cream. Hey, why yeah, not? Sure. Uh, you want me to do a couple more here? Sure. All right. Uh, next one I have is One Deck Dungeon from Asmati. Uh, it is a, a roguelike dungeon delve that's different every time. Uh, uh, deck consists of various foes to combat and other perils from the dungeon. Each card, though, depicts both the obstacle to overcome and the potential reward for doing so. When you defeat a card, you claim it as either experience, an item, or a skill, tucking it under the appropriate side of a character card to show its benefits. The longer you take exploring the dungeon, the deeper you'll delve, and the difficulty will scale up quickly. If you make it far enough, you'll have to fight the dungeon boss. Survive and you'll be a legend. So it's a one to two player uh, dungeon crawling kind of game. Um, I'm curious about that. Again, two player stuff. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm always interested in learning more about. Um, I've kind of been craving a good dungeon crawl kind of thing lately. I don't really know why, but um, that just has been in my head for the last few months. And I haven't really been able to scratch that itch mm-hmm. in any way. Uh, so that seemed, this seemed like, like it might be something that um, 
could scratch that itch that Christine and I could play together. Sounds good. Um, next one I have is Tack, which is T-A-K from Cheap Ass Games. Um, uh, Tack is a two-player abstract strategy game dreamed up by Patrick Rothfuss in The Wise Man's Fear. Uh, he's an author. Uh, one of Christine's favorites, actually. Yes, I, I remember her saying that name before. Yeah, and made a reality by James Ernest. Intact players attempt to mo- make a road of their pieces connecting two opposite sides of the board. So it's it's an abstract game using wooden pieces on a board. Um, m- mainly, I want to find that because I think Christine would probably get a b- would dig that. Um, yeah, I and all, all wooden pieces, wooden board is what it looks like. Um, so yeah, so it looks neat. Awesome. Your turn. Second game I have is Chaos Cove, also by Ape Games. Uh, travel to Chaos Cove and hire the best talent to complete increasingly difficult goals. Each mercenary has a different set of skills and can carry unique items. The heroes you hire must combine their talents in order to, if they're going for the win, and their skills um, include a whole list of skills, which I'm not going to read. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is demo only though with this. So oh. I'll be. I want to test it and see if sure. it's something I should keep them on the list for later. Oh, uh, I probably should have written down if any of these. Were, how many of these were for sale and how many were demo only? I didn't either. I just happened to notice it. Yeah, because so. you're looking at it. Yeah. Uh, next one I have is This War of Mine, the board game. So um, there, there's a couple of, a couple of uh, I guess, console games or PC games called This War of Mine. There's, there's This War of Mine, and maybe the other one's an expansion that I'm thinking of. Um, I got one of them free for PlayStation Plus, and it's a, it's a, it's a survival, uh, kind of a post-apocalyptic survival game where you're, uh, you're collecting survivors, and you're trying mm-hmm. to keep them fed and keep them healthy while also going out and scavenging for, um, for supplies and uh, raiders could come and, and um, attack your people while you're out. And uh, it, it's it's a neat thing. Um, I, I haven't had time to play the game as much as I want, but I really love the look of it, and I love I, it has pretty good style to it. So I, I'm excited to get deeper into the game when I have more time, probably this coming winter, because it was free on PlayStation Plus a few months ago. Oh. Um, and uh, uh, the fact that they have a board game um, just, and again, makes me curious about it. I, I kind of dig the the the. Uh, PlayStation game that I've played so far. It's a really long description here that I'm not going to read to you guys, but it, yeah, that's kind of the idea. It's a cooperative survival post-apocalyptic kind of thing. But it's, what was it's the name of that? Uh, this War of Mine. Okay. The board game. So it's you know it's like like Salvation Road. You're trying to get from point A to point B and right. survive along the way. And a lot of those sorts of survival games are that way. You're trying to reach a goal. And for this one, I think it's just you're just trying to to stay the course. Right. Um, you know, hunker down, turtle up as much as you can without, without. That's like another game on my list. So, yeah. So, so that looks neat. Um, the other next one on my list is from Gigamic or Gigamic or Gigamic. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but the game is called Yogi. Uh, it's, it's basically Twister with a deck of cards. Okay. Um, on a turn, a player reveals a top card from the deck. If the card is red, the player must place or hold the card somewhere on their body as directed by the card. If the card is green, the card itself can stay on the table, but the player must do whatever is specified on the card, such as keeping one thumb on your chin or having your hands touch. Keep going and stay flexible. So it's it's like card-driven twister. You know, you flip over a card, and the card says you gotta you got to hold your finger on your nose. Right. And then for the rest of the game, you have to hold your finger on your nose. Until you have, unless you flip over another card that tells you you can move your finger or to put your finger somewhere else, right? Right. Um, And that seems that seems like a fun thing. You know, my niece is here in town now, uh, and uh, it might be something fun to play with her. That's pretty funny. Good, good party stuff, right? Um, So yeah, so gonna check for that. All right. So I have one here. Okay. Uh, Robit Riddle. 
Um, it is Robot Riddle Storybook Adventures. It's demo only, uh-huh. um, but it is uh, Robot Riddle is an award-winning storytelling game. Uh, as one of six unique robot characters, players set on an adventure as they hunt for missing their missing pets, the robots. Uh, <laughs> along with along the way, they uh, will need to make important decisions and friends while collaboratively creating an interesting shared story. Uh, with gameplay inspired by Choose Your Own Adventure books and amazing art from John Arisa. Uh, of Mice and Mystics fame, uh, Robot Riddle is engaging narrative adventure game not to miss. Um, and that uh, sounds like a great game I could play with my kids. So, absolutely not a huge storytelling game fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's I, that seems right up their alley. Um, and there is some dice rolling and stuff, and you know, you're not just creating a story. There are some rules behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's That's demo sweet. only. So I'll just be checking it out. Right on. Cool. Uh, next, I have uh, Seikatsu from idw uh, i have that one as well our good buddies uh isaac and matt um I-, I think i've talked about this game a lot already <laughs> um i'm just i'm stoked to be able to get my own copy of this game um i already love it and i've never played it but you have said nothing but amazing things about it so yeah. i'm just gonna buy it so i think it's one that christine and i probably play a lot cool yeah, yeah i'm excited to, to i'll probably make someone demo it to me over there and mm-hmm. then, uh, then i don't have to learn it sure it'd be great yeah right and i haven't played it in a year so right uh, I'll, I'll probably want that demo again too, but yeah. Um, the next one I have on my list is OK Play um, by Big Potato Games. It is yep. for sale there. I think I've got that one too. Um, with nothing yep. but four stacks of colored tiles, it's no wonder why OK Play is regarded as the world's easiest to understand game. Don't let that fool you though. Whilst the game takes minutes to learn, it takes ages to master. The rules are simple. Using your stack of tiles, uh, you try to make a line of five or more, uh, five before your opponents can. Each tile must line up with the flat side of another. Um, you can't mm-hmm. place corner to corner. And um, yeah, so yeah. That, that's it, that. It looks like Freeform Connect 4, except it's Connect 5 with four colors. Right. And yeah. it's only 17 bucks. Right. And that, I feel like I'm just going to buy that. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, oh, that just, that seems like the kind of thing that I would really get a kick out of. And again, could it says age is 8 plus, but my guess is that's because they didn't want to rate it for less than oh, that. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Any kid who can place a tile could play that. Totally. They might not be good at it, but they could play it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next on my list, I'm a little embarrassed. This publisher is Japanime Games. Oh, no. This is the Terrifying Girl Disorder. That name just was like, what is this? I need to. Yeah. So um, I'll read this description. It's a quirky and brain-burning set collection card game. Uh, the deck consists of seven different seven different types of cards, with each type represented by a girl with numbers 1 through 7 and a special power. Players start with a hand of cards, and each round play any number of identical cards from hand, activate that girl's special power, then collect new cards using a weird drafting mechanism. So they say, set collection and weird drafting, and I go, I don't, I mean, I like set collection, weird drafting, uh, that's the best they could do to explain it. It means that it must really be hard to explain, right? Um, each player can play a certain numbered set only once per game. That also, I think, is cool. It's a set collection, but you can only play a set once in the whole game. Right. Yeah. Uh, when the game ends, the player who's, who has played the most cards of a certain girl becomes that girl. So you get to become a girl? Wait. <laughs> Each different girl has a completely different way of scoring, so you need to adapt to the other player's play rapidly. Um, so, yeah, so... You you don't pick how to win the game until you get to the end of the game. I think is is what that sounds like to me. You become a girl, and that that is you're defining how you're going to win or right. how you're going to try to win. That makes sense. And that, that seems like a neat idea to me. Sounds weird, yeah. but I would check it out. Yeah. Um, I have 
let me do two here. Yeah. I just added one when I was scrolling looking for one of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, Reef Route. Um, it is by Brain Games. Uh, I think it, it's five plus. I think it's a kid's game. Uh, a myriad of fish wiggle in the ocean, and you are a large school of tropical fish trying to find shelter on the reef, trying to help other small fish travel their chosen route uh, before getting eaten by predators. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then the other one I have next is by another Iron Design uh, challenger this oh. year, uh, and that is Laser Riders. Laser Riders. Um, I have been hearing Nicole uh, talk about this on Facebook for a long time. That game looks so good. It does. Yeah. And I was just reading about it, and I was like, I got to check this out. Yeah. Uh, I'm failing to find the description here. Oh, crap. And I clicked the wrong button. So anyways, uh, from what I can tell, <laughs> it's like a Tron-style race from what it looks that's, like. That's what I understand, um, yeah. It's area denial. Um, you're trying yeah. to do this race. It Just go see it for the artwork. It's mm-hmm. in the Dice Hate Me booth, or Greater Than Games, I guess. Um, and it's got like the tiles are like all holographic and stuff. It looks really it cool. Look, it just so, yeah, they spent some money on that production. Also, you're you're buying a game designed by some awesome people, right? And and possibly possibly an Iron Design champion. Yes. So possibly 50 percent shot chan- right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll let you know after round one what that percentage looks like. <laughs> um, Live updates. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I've got two from Cosmos. Um, first is I've seen a lot of people on uh, Twitter talking about exit the game, uh-huh. and there's several different, um, uh, I guess, stories or settings. I'm, I, I just made notes from uh, exit the game, the abandoned cabin. Um, everyone is meant to use the cabin only as a shelter for the night, but come morning, the door has been secured by a combination lock and with no one knowing the combination of numbers that will let them. So it's, it's an escape the room game. Okay. Um, but it's, and there's a bunch of those out there, but this is the one that seems to be, or this series of games seems to be the one that everybody's really excited about. I think it also uh, either won the Kennerspiel or got nominated for the Kennerspiel. Nice. Um, so that is something that I should probably take a look at. Uh, the other one from Cosmos is Mago Mag, um, which looks kind of high concept. It's it's got a vertical game board, a vertical two sided game board, and it's magnetic, and it's a racing game. And so you have to, so you each player has a piece, or, or I guess I, you either play two player or four player. I'm not exactly sure, but you can play in teams. And so you know, my me and my teammate are sitting on opposite sides of the board and our pieces are connected to each other magnetically through the board. So when I move my pace, my, my piece, my teammate's piece also moves. And I want to move on my path, but the my teammate has a different path on their side of the board. Hmm. It, yeah. Interesting. And so so it was a little hard to kind of understand how it played from the description. And I bet if you see it, though, you'd be like, oh, yeah. That's what it, yeah. So I'm not even yeah. going to try and read the, read the description here. Um, I just, I want to see it. Because that sounds neat. Weird racing mechanics. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, which means hard to explain. <laughs> right. Uh, I want to give a shout out to um, Best Treehouse Ever, Forest of Fun. Yeah, no which kidding. Which will be demoing there. Yeah. Uh, that's Katarski's new um, big crazy version of Best Treehouse Ever. Standalone expansion. Yeah. yeah. With the big box that you can put the original game into. Along yeah, with I, it, think I think it lets you play eight then maybe. You I could combine the two. That, that's what I, I read. That's yeah. what I read. So yep. I'm pretty stoked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Best Geos ever, one of our favorite fillers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can only imagine that uh, the other version is going to be even better or yep. at least as good. I, Don't uh, let us down, Green I Hedge. played that with him at Unpub this year and it was super fun. Oh, great. Yeah. Great, great. I guess cool. I never told you that. Did no. I? Yeah. I didn't get to see it. So yeah, yeah. we played that after you left. So yeah. Makes sense. Jerk. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other one I was going to mention is, uh, I'm still looking for it here, so if you want to go yours, yeah. the next one. I've got uh, Total Recall, the official tabletop game. I think it's on <laughs> Kickstarter right now. I know it's it's a, it's a, 
I don't mean to be a plug, but whatever. I love Total Recall, and it's based off of the original Verhoeven version, not the weird remake. I didn't ever actually see the new, a new remake, but it's Total Recall game. It's designed by Brian Henk. If you remember Brian, we've met him several times. Oh yeah, for super sure. nice dude. Uh, um, uh, and and my understanding. Oh yeah, and it says it's based off of the Good Cop Bad Cop game engine. Uh, I haven't played that, but I know uh, Brian's had a ton of success with that. Uh, uh, and. Oh yeah, Good Cop Bad Cop did really well. Really well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Got lots of rave reviews. Right. So, um, and I again, Total Recall, I'm a sucker. I I'm gonna check that out definitely. <laughs> yeah. And if I can, if I can see it at Gen Con while the Kickstarter is going on, maybe I'll back on a Kickstarter. I mean, that's kind of the idea, right? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, the next one I have uh, is uh, by uh, a guy we like, John Gilmore. Uh, uh-huh. Also, Daryl Andrews. Don't know Daryl as well, but Daryl's a good guy too. Nice uh, guy. It's called Outpost Siberia. Uh, welcome to Outpost 1, the first science observatory located in the isolated frozen tundra of Siberia. You and your team have been investigating anomalous activities in the region. I'm already interested. And recently, things have shifted for the worse. The coming storm is to be storm of the century. It may last a month or more. Strange howls and buzzing fills the air. Um, blah, blah, blah. Long winter storm. Fully cooperative game. Got to work together to try and use the supplies you have, the limited mm-hmm. supplies you have to survive mm-hmm. and it's a small box game and that's what excites me about it the most yeah it's not a big crazy thing dead of winter's awesome it's a big survival game but it's yep. huge right yep. this is a compact this sure. is like right up my alley yep um and i believe it plays two to five players so yeah i'm i'm pretty stoked about it right um on. yeah my next one is flip ships from renegade uh flip ships is a cooperative dexterity game in which players take on the roles of brave pilots defending their planet from an onslaught of firepower fly your ships to take out the encroaching enemies and take down the p- powerful mothership before it's too late. i really i just put this on there because i was like that box art is incredible <laughs> incredible i'm gonna i yeah i need to see that uh similarly um unearth from brotherwise games yeah uh i saw the art on that and i was like dude i don't know i need to see i need to see more you saw of that. the art and you were like so this is monument valley <laughs> yeah it looks it looks like monument Val- valley but that's but, not a dig no, it looks good monument valley looks good but i think this actually kind of looks better because it yeah I, yeah I don't think it's hamstrung by you know the the interface of, of a video game right it's exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. so um yeah um the core mechanic is accessible to players. All, uh, oh, it's a uh, um, okay. Um, bend your luck game of dice placement and set collection. So there you go. That sounds cool. like something I want to try. Uh, my last one on my list is Baron Park, which was out at uh, Origins, but yeah. I missed it. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's the big description here. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I've been told this is like patchwork, mm-hmm. but better in some ways. Uh, and I'm just going to go with that. That was yeah. enough to... That, that is why I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, it's about bears in a park, hence Baron Park. Uh-huh. And that's what I got. Yeah. Done. Okay. My last two. This one, also from Overworld, uh, Barker's Row. It, it's it's a game where you're a carnival barker and you're trying to bring in suckers to spend money on your crappy carnival. I, that's a neat idea. <laughs> that is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll check that out. My last one. This one, I'm, I don't know if I'll be able to find it. I did, I did note this, that they're only going to have about 20 copies of it for sale. So if I want it, I'm probably going to have to make my way over to that booth pretty quickly. Uh, this is from The Wood Games. It's called Festival of Thousand Cats. <laughs> it's not of the thousand cats or of a thousand cats. It's Festival the of... The thousand cats. It's Festival of Thousand Cats. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. Uh, looks like it's a Japanese game, untranslated. Um, <laughs> that makes more I sense. I tell. Um, okay. Cats around the world are always busy feasting. True. Or sleeping. They're, true. 
Their favorite delicacies for the feast are delicious fish, 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 are delicious fish, and of course, you can't forget about the booze. As long as they have delicious fish and enough booze, they are all very happy. Festival of Thousand Cats, you try to gather plenty of fish and just the right amount of booze to enjoy the feast. It's about cats getting wasted on sake and having a party eating fish. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I just want to see that. I probably am going to buy that without even playing it, and I'll worry about how to play it later. But um, it just looks super goofball, and, and I love that description. Cats getting drunk. Love it. So, yeah. That's the last one on my list. Awesome. Well, I think that about does it then for our Gen Con preview show. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, last, yeah. So recap for personal stuff. Um, I have, I have five publisher meetings. Yes. Which is pretty cool. Uh, I've got, uh, I'm going to be playing Saloon Tycoon. I'm running games of Saloon Tycoon, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for AJ and Evan. Uh, that'll be from one to two thirty. I don't know if those games are sold out or not, but if you want to get in on that, um, check out the event calendar, uh, look for Saloon Tycoon. Uh, from one one yeah one o'clock to two thirty, um, so I, if there so there might still be some tickets available for that. Check it out. Uh, I'd love to play a game with you guys uh, and uh, shake some hands and sign some game boxes if you want to pick up a copy. Um, and I've got the um, speed dating event on Saturday night, which is pretty cool. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I think that's everything that's happening here. Awesome. So I'm hoping by the time we get back, I'll have a contract for simple surgery. That would be great. It probably won't happen that fast. You never know. But yeah, I um, lease an offer, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I uh, don't have any meetings this year. Uh, I purposely did not schedule any because I don't have anything that I want to specifically show. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm working on a new uh, game that I got a prototype done for that I haven't pitched, but I'll pitch probably after Gen Con. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's really just going to be goofing around with the prototype. It's got some laser cut stuff and I need to see how it's going to work. Okay. And uh, be testing a couple other prototypes that are new uh, that I'm showing to some people. Um, not officially, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, that thing. And then hoping to get a lot of secret project work done. Sure. Uh, and I promise that uh, John and I are going to talk. We're going to decide what the code name for this project is so we can <laughs> refer to it as that instead of saying secret project. Sure. Uh, but we're hopefully bringing somebody else on board soon that's going to help make it awesomer. Cool. More awesomer. So, all, all right. right. And with the barking of Quimby. Quimby, here I we go. I believe we're done. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email to buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. Jason is at J.A. Slingerland and I'm at poorly underscore design. You can like us on Facebook. You can give us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, you can call our Google voice number at 770-TEL-BTG and uh, you can um, buy our games. Buy our games. Uh, go to grandgamersguild.net. Is that right? Dot net? Dot com? Dot com? I don't know. One of those. I don't know. Do you get a copy of Unreal Estate? Uh, you can find Saloon Tycoon on Amazon or at your Sorry, local Mark. game store. And uh, you can uh, buy some of my games on thegamegrafter.com. Look for them there. And uh, our website is buildinggamepodcast.com. And I think on there you can still get a copy of Water Balloon Washout. As you well. can. You can. Yeah. Buy up. Also, um, Quimby says goodnight. Good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast.